Jean-Claude Van Damme. He always makes an impact. Now, get ready for Double Impact. There's two of them. Think about it. Van Damme times two. He looks exactly like you. Me? Twin brothers reunited on a mission. Watch my back. To avenge their parents' death. One packs a punch. One packs a piece. Look good to me. Together, they deliver. Double impact. Excuse me. From Hollywood to the Far East. On land. On sea. That's what I love about you. Van Damme. Ah! Times two. Ah! Double the fun. I would never in my life wear black silk underwear. I'm with you on that one. And double <laughs> the Van Damage. Double impact. What's the business? This is Rob Lee from Mastermind Team's Robcast, and this is not that. This is Let's Watch It Again. This is our movie review podcast, and today I have a, a special guest. I have uh, I have my dad. I have the original Rob here. So say say hi to the to the fine folks, Dad. Good afternoon. He's dating it. He's he's doing it like a pro. Uh, so what we're gonna review is a movie that I, I blame I blame you. I blame you for for my um, predilection towards action movies. I enjoy action movies because of your Friday trips to blockbusters. And this was one of the movies that was on the top of the list. It was uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's classic, Double Impact. So Double Impact is... It's a Van Damme movie, and it's like in that early... This movie's 30 years old, by the way. That's why we're covering it. Uh, this is... This might be my favorite Van Damme movie. I, I don't know where it ranks for you, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But um, just, 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 this is the first instance where you get the twins. The, I'm playing two people. And they kind of did it really well, if you think about it. So, now... From what you recollect, right? Because you've watched this recently, and I watched it today because I'm a slacker. Uh, so from what you recollect, what I'm going to do is I'll do the synopsis of the movie, and you tell me if that is accurate. Does that pay justice? Did that give justice to what this movie is about? How's that sound? Yeah, that works. All right. I'm going to try to do it dramatically. This, this is what people enjoy. Twin brothers are separated uh, when their parents are murdered 25 years ago. Later, they reunite to avenge their parents' deaths. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays dual roles as Alex and Chad, twins, twins separated at the death of their parents. Chad raised by a family retainer in Paris, Alex uh, becomes a petty crook in Hong Kong. Seeing a picture of Alex, Chad rejoins them and convinces him that a rival in Hong Kong is also the man that killed their parents. Alex is suspicious of Chad, especially when it comes to his girlfriend. Double impact. 
So is that accurate for this, for this movie? He's a little jealous. <laughs> you know, you see now because you're Rudy and my dad. I, Rudy always does this thing, and and and, and fuck you, Rudy, for this, by the way, because you, you're making me bring this up. Whenever there's brothers in, in movies, Rudy always says because it's about brothers. So you replace Rudy for this movie. <laughs> Okay. And Rudy would always say, whenever there's the asshole brother, that's me, and he's the good brother. And I'm like, what is this? So Rudy would always say that I'm Chad, that I'm, <laughs> that I'm just being rough. I'm the one with the girlfriend, but I don't trust anybody. And if we recall correctly, in the beginning of this movie, uh, Daniela, um, Chad's girlfriend, grabs uh, Alex's dick. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Alex's girlfriend ch- grabs Chad's dick. And it's like, oh, so boxers. <laughs> Which uh, results in, um, I believe, Alex calling him the F word. He threw the word he threw the word fag around. I was like, all right, it's a bit rough. Because that was a thing of him being a little bit jealous that his lookalike mm-hmm. has made an impression on his girl. And notice, notice, if you remember... There, there's two scenes when anybody's doing some wild shit with Daniela. Uh, 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 Alex's go-to is a headbutt. Yeah. He will headbutt your ass. He did it to the guy that was obviously, he got a little rapey in that uh, boiler room. I was like, what the fuck is about to happen? And he's popping up behind a headbutt. And he did the same thing to uh, Chad earlier in the movie. So the, the movie stars uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jean-Claude Van Damme right. <laughs> with uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who's, um, who's Frank. He's the uh, the not dad, right? Uh, he's that fake uncle or what have you. Um, it's directed by uh, Sheldon Latich, who worked with Van Damme multiple times. Uh, I believe he worked on like Universal Soldier and a bunch of other stuff. He's like his chosen director. His is his mentor. Well, I I think sometimes like for Van Damme, I think what he does is a lot of choreography in these movies. So he just needs someone that can capture what he's doing. Right. So he'll just bring in somebody. He's like, look, can you direct action sequences? I'll choreograph them. Can you direct them? So, excuse me. Um, this movie came out in August 9th, 1991. It was a Labor Day release. So it had that three-day weekend kind of vibe. It opened at $7.5 million with a budget of $16 million. Um, and internationally, because Hong Kong movie. You know, it was marketed as such. Van Damme was doing well here, but I think the movie here made $25 million, but internationally it made $80 million off of a $16 million budget. So that they made five times what they paid for the movie. Um, the Double Impact was a commercial hit. It um, and spotted at number two at the box office in the U.S. Um, it, it, 7.5 in its opening three-day weekend. By August 20th, 1991, 11 days after the initial release, um, this um, increased, so it doubled, essentially, just over double, increased to $15.3 million. So in 11 days, it went, it opened at 7.5 and then went to 15.3 within a, the first 11 days of opening. Right. Um, according to Box Office Mojo, domestic receipts totaled 13 point, I mean, $30.1 million by the end of the film's theatrical run. So... Now this movie is an action movie. There are there's guns everywhere. There's uh just indiscriminate bad guys, just dudes with military hats just getting shot on islands. So one of the things that I try to throw in there, and I had to look for this. I look for body counts in movies. How many people did they kill? Were how many people were killed in this movie? We as <laughs> uh 
somewhat critics. Uh-huh. You like the excitement uh, of action movies. Yeah. Uh, a born action movie. It's not an action movie. It's not an action movie. It's 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 a waste of your time. You know you know what I'll call it? An in-action movie. It's just right. like there's no movement. So I, I, I want to say when we did Desperado, I think the body count was like 63 or something because we were just counting. And the funny thing about that movie, they only had two stuntmen. So Antonio Banderas, in his press stuff, he was like, I killed the same guy over and over again. <laughs> so mm. the body count in this movie is 35. Not too high. And they have a breakdown of who killed so many people. So Alex, of course, killed 16 people and Chad killed eight. So, you know, Alex just living up to his reputation as being a crook. Um, so the movie has this tagline. It's not double to Van Damage, which is in the trailer, which should have been the tagline. The movie's tagline is feel the impact. It could have been better. It should have been better. Yeah. But it's 1991. And I mean, I was six. I don't know what the hell I was doing at that time. It was just, uh, uh-huh. uh, so this marks the, the third collaboration, as I, as I touched on before, with uh, Sheldon Latich, that was the director, um, with Van Damme. The previous two were Bloodsport and Lionheart. And they came out in, like, I think Bloodsport was 88 and Lionheart was maybe 90. And that has a different name in different markets. So this is the second collaboration with uh, John claude and Bolo Young. Can you name the other, tra- the other, the other movie? It's a tournament-related movie. Oh, uh, uh, Bloodsport? You're damn right. It is. You Literally, you have either Bloodsport or Kickboxer. Right. Or, to a lesser extent, The Quest. And we don't really talk about The Quest around here. Okay. Due to a strong friendship between um, the actors um, on the set of Bloodsport um, in 1988, Jean-Claude Van Damme wanted no one but Bolo to play a villain. He was like, look, Bolo's got to be in this movie. And... I believe he got the nickname Bolo from um, from uh, Bruce Lee. That's who gave him the nickname. Well, all, uh, pretty much all of Van Damme, um, the action figures, the uh, uh, actors that you see today, they are feeding off what Bruce Lee mm-hmm. initially put out there. Yeah. And Bruce Lee was the one that opened the door for a lot of these uh, young actors to, you know, put out their style of martial arts. Yeah, I mean, it's the the frenetic, the the, the, the pace of these things. Um, I think, like, several people kind of owe something, and I think they do give them that credit, too. There's a lot of reverence when it comes to Bruce Lee. You know, like, you get, one can argue any dude that's doing a martial art movie, the fact that it's a martial art movie and it's being put out there to our audience, you have to credit Bruce Lee in some way, shape, or form for that even being a thing. You know what I mean? Because Bruce Lee was a mentor and his own rights to a lot of the young ones. Yeah. And their career has grown from his knowledge and the things that he did to, you know, pave the way. Yeah. So Van Damme... Talked about his personal life, right? And he he made the comparison because he's playing two roles in this movie. 
He made this um, assessment. He said that his real life personality is closer to Chad than Alex. He said he's not a guy that's just cold and quiet and going around kicking butt. He said he's just more like, you know, I like to wear silk boxers and, and lavender uh, shirts. That's that's uh, Van Damme's role. Like, he's European. <laughs> Let that man live. Van Damme wanted to play twins to help change his image. One of them is going to be violent and the other one is going to be not. I want the audience to see the contrast in my work. And he said the picture has comedy, romance, and a love story. It's not all action and fighting. When I when I'm on screen, uh, when I fight on screen, I want to blend dancing and fighting, and uh, grace. Uh, and grace plus uh, grace plus power is very nice. So, in his in his mind, him showing because he has to do some of these works. Like if you think about the fight scene between Chad and between Alex. Van Damme is on both sides of that, so he has to shoot it as the person attacking and then reshoot it as the person being hit. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So he has to so he's doing extra work in these movies where he's playing multiple roles, especially when they interact. And they tried their damnedest, so for nineteen ninety one, in those scenes where they're together like when they're in a nightclub and uh the nightclub explosion and all of that stuff happens and um zangs he's like there's two of them yeah and you see them both standing there and i was like all right that's a really good effect for 1991 yeah that was definitely a double take there yeah it's still pretty good um in 2010 uh, john claude van damme and bolo young were given uh, a martial arts demonstration and van damme said hopefully one day he and young will put together a project together double impact two and maybe Young will play his friend and not his enemy. In a 2012 um, interview promoting Expendables 2, Van Damme mentioned that he would like to make another Double Impact movie, but with a more serious tone. During the interview, he also gave a rough idea of the plot. Two twins, one is coming back from Asia to Los Angeles to help his brother, who is a con artist, uh, pretending to be a Hollywood producer, and he's in trouble with the mob. The Double Impact 2 script was written by Van Damme and Sheldon Latich. His, his mask comes back. And um, who co-wrote um, Bloodsport and Double Impact. So he's his collaborator, Latish. Um, Van Damme said, hopefully somebody is smart enough, like an agent or a producer, that they can put that all together. I'm excited about it, you know? It didn't happen. It, nothing, nothing's coming. Um, let's see. Um, director Albert Pion, or Pion, was briefly approached uh, to do this project. Um, and it was going to be called the Corsican Brothers in the late 80s. So this movie was could have came out in the 80s. Um, and just they felt it was a little too far-fetched and it wasn't quite the right time for it. And the the film is loosely based on um, Alexandre uh, Dumas. So the, uh, the, the Count of Monte Cristo, Three Musketeers, that dude. Um, on his uh, novel, the, Cors the Corsican Brothers that they can feel what the other one feels, the twins and all of that stuff. The film contains multiple similarities to the Double Dragon video game, including concept of martial arts twins and archetypes and less, lesser villains. Uh, let's see what else we have here. <laughs> one, the film was marketed as two twin brother characters, uh, Chad and uh, Alex and Chad Wagner, both played by Van Damme, and with the tagline, one packs a piece, the other one packs a punch. Marketing was terrible back then. Yeah. This is stated in the movie, in commercials and on the poster. The entire description, however, can only apply to Alex, who's shown to have skills with firearm and street fighting throughout the film. Chad, the lighter personality of the two, has a black belt in karate, but is quick on his feet. And you could tell who's the better fighter in the movie. Like, from the standpoint of, put it this way, 
you're watching the movie, right? If they never met until like they're adults, why their fighting style is kind of similar? How y'all practicing the same fighting styles I've never met? Yeah. So you have to tweak it just a little bit. Like, you can see that Alex is a little dirtier in his fighting because he's the one that throws uh, Chad off when they're fighting in the uh, house. And he throws him off the ledge and he just starts punching him up against this wall. I mean, it, it's strange that the two of them uh, trained into the martial arts right. that had no connections with each other for... 25 years. So, uh, here's another thing. I like how, because this is one of the Van Damme tropes that you got to have in there in his, in his movies. You have to find a clumsy way to explain why he has a French accent no one else does. You have to clumsily explain it. So, I'll, I'll, I can describe both of them to you. So, remember, both of his parents sound British. They were British, but one has a... Uh, uh, Asian accent. <laughs> no, both of them have British accents. So, put it this way: when, so when they leave, remember the 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 nurse drops off Alex at like the church, and the lady says bonjour, and I was like, that's their way of saying she's French. Are you kidding me? And when they talk to um, Chad, and you have Frank, it's like, yeah, I raised you in France. I was like, oh my god, this is so whack. But you raised him in, in France. But he lived with you. Why doesn't he have an American accent? Yeah, because you are American. And his wig was really bad in the beginning, by the way. Oh, yeah. His wig was terrible. It was a little crooked. But, but I will say this. The dude that played their dad looked a lot like Van Damme. It's possible. He looked a lot like him. Like That was good casting on that part. I did not like... Now, this is, this is just me going extra with it. Now... And in the beginning sequence, right, when they kill the parents. So when Bolo Young says, oh, you'll never know where they're going anyway, and he shotgun blasts the, the mother. Right. Why does she look like Jackie O? But she got the Kennedy ending. Right. I was like, because I was like, is that her fucking head right there? I was like, holy shit. So when he blasts her with, with the, the shotgun, shotgun in the face. It's supposed to blow the top of her head off. Yeah. And I was like, that didn't, that's not what you seen. I don't know what I saw. I, it was I was not happy about it. Looked like a can of uh, uh, stewed tomatoes. Well, true, true. It looked it looked like Ricky's chest from like Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. So, um, Latich later recalled the concept of Van Damme playing twins was so successful that other producers wanted him to repeat this, either doubles of himself or twins. There have been three movies where Van Damme has either played multiple roles or twins outside of Double Impact. This is a trick of his. I'll name them for you. Time Cop, because he runs into himself in the past. Right. Uh, Maximum Risk, I think he has a twin in this movie. That's I think that's with Natasha Henstridge. What was that, uh... This was in that late, I think this was like late 90s, mid to late 90s. I don't remember that movie well. It's not on my top Van Damme movies. Let's see. Because you got to know these things. And uh, let's see. Maximum Risk. uh, I got to type in Van Damme because this is not on anyone's list. That was 96. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was 96. I was not a fan. Yeah, Natasha Henstridge. This is, it has, this is the cover. 
And what was the third movie? The third movie was Replicant. I believe he's an alien. Let's see. Let's see what Replicant is. That's 2001. <laughs> and it was the same director who directed Maximum Rest. So, and this is like the beginning of his direct-to-video-only kind of run. Isn't it one other movie? Like Van Damme's Twins? Yes. Let's see. I like how I typed in Van Damme is twins and then like a list of things came up. <laughs> or Van Damme and du- six. It's, so it's only it's only three movies apparently, but it's like three movies, six Van Dams. And of course they have uh, Double Impact on here, Maximum Risk, Replicant. I think Replicant is that last one. And Replicant is, you remember the sixth day that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? I think right. it came out around the same time in a similar plot. So, we have that. Now, what I like to do is I can go into questions and ask you related to this movie, or we can talk about our favorite scenes first. And then I got some observations for you that I've made about this movie. So, which ones do you want to go with? Do you want to go with the questions? Do you want to go with favorite scenes? Or do you want to go with the observations? All three. All right. So, let's let's start off with uh, observations. Like I said earlier, uh, Rudy says the whole thing that, you know... Between the two brothers, uh, I'll, I'll give him that. I'm probably Alex. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll give him that. I, and this is another reason why I might be Alex. He uses and he drinks something that I drink a lot of. He uses Johnny Walker bottles in that nightclub scene so many fucking times. Yeah, as a weapon. <laughs> yes, he drinks. Remember when he drinks the, the glass and then he smashes it yeah. and then hits the dude with a bottle? And what is he drinking when he thinks that Danielle and, like, Chad are fucking on a boat? Johnny Walker Johnny Red. Johnny Walker Red. He's just pissed. And I was like, all right, this is looking real familiar. And that was pretty much a thing of jealousy. Yes, it was just jealousy and insecurity. It was insecurity. Yeah. I uh, mean, if you felt threatened, I mean, that's your brother. But, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know this motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know this nigga. Because um, you saw the look when he gave them when they, w- they were eating, and he could see, they were seeing the uh, frogs being butchered, and Chad is like, what's this supposed to make my dick bigger or something? And he looks at him like, the fuck? <laughs> he gives him a dirty-ass look. Mm. Uh, another thing, so I think these are, um, and you've seen a lot of Van Damme movies, so I think you'll, you'll get this. So I think certain movies, action movies, but specific movies for certain actors have... Uh, uh, traits that have to be in them, right? Right. So I think Van Damme movies always have to have these traits in it. There has to be a sex scene. Somebody's getting fucked. I don't care. I don't care who it is. Somebody's getting fucked. It might be in someone's mind. Might be on a boat. I, I don't know. Someone's having sex. Might be in a village. Tung Po might be there. Who knows? Also, Van Damme has to do a split in the movie. He has to do a full split. Yeah. Because. I was like, can we get off of his ass for a few minutes? Please? That's his trademark. That's his trademark. And, and the thing is, when you can do it, you're like, look, I got to show you every time. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though him at the, being at the age he is, he can still do certain things. Yeah, he can still do it. I mean, that, at that time, he's like 31. Yeah. So he was just like, you know, I'm, I'm living my best life. Probably still coked out of his mind because he had a wild coke habit in the 90s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially in like Street Fighter, he was out of his fucking mind. Uh, but it wasn't publicized. Oh, it was. 
<laughs> we reviewed it in the podcast. He ha- he got married. <laughs> he was dating. He was like having sex with one of his coworkers on set. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to show up today. My muscles aren't all- ready. It's like, you were out all last night in Hong Kong. Eh, it's fine. Another thing that's going to happen. Kicks. Van Damme doesn't throw a lot of punches, but he throws a lot of fucking kicks. He likes, he likes using his legs. When he can punch you, he will kick you. That's what it does. I think the only punches that were thrown in this movie was Bolo throwing punches to people's stomachs. Because he did that a lot. Um, I touched on this one before. Twins, because he's been, done it multiple times in the movie, that becomes a theme for him. And lastly, vague French background. It's like they try hard. Like, remember in, what's it, Hard Target? When he made him Creole? Right. They try their damnedest to get over something French without saying, yeah, he's just a French guy. Like, nah. But he's not French. He's Belgian. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you know, they don't use his heritage as being a Belgian. Because it doesn't work. It doesn't, like, who knows where Belgium is at? You know what I mean? However, they do call him the muscles from Brussels. Oh, okay. That's, that's the one thing they do call him. But, you know, but the accent... If one were to break it down, like, you know, some people can't tell what a, what a British accent is. If you hear somebody that's Welsh, you're like, oh, he's British. And like, no, he's from Welsh. He's, he's from Wales. Right. So, or Australian and so on. Some of these things, they kind of just go together. I mean, you know, people <coughs> have a problem with uh, distinguishing uh, the various countries. Yeah. Uh, and their concept of you're white or you're black. Yeah, yeah. They don't see no other countries involved. They they break it down to ethnicity versus, you know, anything else. And I think the other reason that this movie was able to be shot as cheaply as it was, I mean, it's I think it would cost sixteen million, so but a lot of it went to Van Damme. Because he was popping in the nineties. Um, they shot it on on set. They probably paid paid they paid Jeffrey Lewis, they paid Van Damme, they probably paid him twice because he was like, oh, I'm doing two roles. And but they all these extras, but they they didn't have a a a, a very large location. Yeah, they would probably a Hong Kong or you know a jungle at one point. It's good. You're you're fine. You could pay your own location. It's cheap there, as long as you have people that are from that area. You're good. I mean, you might have had a, a resort that you had an exclusive area, mm-hmm. a resort that you pay, um, filming something here that I don't need. Outside people, they they may have paid kickbacks so you don't have the local people interfering with your shit because you know if you they see, did they were mm-hmm. they was filtered out. Yeah, it's why like look, you know, if you want to do this movie here, we're gonna need six million, right? You know, no problems, nobody's gonna bother you. You get your sh- your shooting done and all of that stuff. Uh, let's see, let's see what else we got here. Um, so now I got questions for you. So like I said before, you've seen a lot of Van Damme movies. You're, you're me and Rudy's entry point into this, for context. Where does this rank at as far as your favorite Van Damme movies? Out of the... Out of the ones that you've seen, is this like in your top three, your top five, top ten? I give uh, Double Impact in the top five. Yeah. It was, at the time it came out, it was very good. It was exciting. A lot of action. You know, this is what people were looking for, for entertainment, and 
it did the job that needed to be done at that time. It's definitely, I think, one of those things where, if I remember correctly, it would be one of those moves of, I'm going to Blockbusters, I'm going to get like four four movies, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is going to be part of the weekend, let's get some popcorn, let's make this happen. And yeah, I I have to put this up there in probably my top three because you get two Van Dams in it, and this is the best execution of that. And um, Hard Target is probably my number one. I like Hard Target a lot, but... Um, this is up there, what have you. Like, this isn't that, that top three where, because I feel like some of the ones like Knock Off wasn't good and uh, what, what, what was the other one? Uh, I, knock Off wasn't good. I think that was the one with Dennis Rodman. I was like, look, the drugs. No, the knock drugs off are stacking up. And what's the one he did? Uh, he was a uh, security offset. Uh, oh, you talking about the hockey? That that was that was um, that was trash. Yeah, at a point, certain things choices were made that weren't in I think his best interest. Um, so I'll say I'll put it this way. So I'm gonna go double team was the one with with uh, Dennis Rodman. Right, knockoff was with Rob Schneider, I believe. Right. So I'm gonna give you from '88 through. I'll give you from 88 through about 94. Because 94, that was when he had started having his drug problems that were really public. And that was when Street Fighter came out. So in 88, you had Bloodsport and Black Eagle was released. And you know it already came out. Um, then you had Cyborg in 89, Kickboxer in 89, Lionheart, Death Warned in 90, 91 Double Impact, 92 Universal Soldier, 93 uh, Nowhere to Run, and Hard Target. And number, number 94 was Time Cop and Street Fighter. And your favorite, uh, Sudden Death, that was the hockey one. And uh, 95, with the Quest that came out that same year. I think, yeah, I think my top three have to be um, Hard Target, Time Cop, and Double Impact. Time Cop is really good. I like Black Eagle. Well, that's Joe movie, though, right? Right. That was introducing him as... And he was a villain in it. As a, a action villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time Cop. Time Cop is really good. Like that very much. Universal Soldier is up there. I think that's one of Rudy's. And Universal Soldier shed a lot of stuff on what was going on in this country at that time with the uh, returning soldiers from the yeah. Vietnam War. So when they started, and also I will say I liked his, uh, it's not his movie, but I liked him, um, him his return in The Expendables 2. When he played John Valon. Right. Because, you know, that was his first movie since 1999. That movie came out in 2012. That was his first movie since 1999 that was not VOD, was not video on demand or direct to video. That was his first major release in 13 years. Uh, so... Now, I want to talk about, and we're going to have all of these added in post, but obviously, I, I, there's a few scenes in the movie that I like, and if you have any, please describe them, and we'll put them in in post. But um, I have uh, the first, one of the first, the early sequences when I think Alex is trying to check Chad and Frank to see if they know what they're doing. When they have the whole boat transaction, it's like they're selling the illegal uh, cars on the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Set us up. No Mercedes, no cash. Drop it. Get your asses off the boat. And they have to do the whole fight sequence, and you just see Frank come out and just shoot the fucking like cars and blow them up that they're being chased by the Hong Kong like uh, uh, like uh, National Guard or whatever. Yeah. And after all of that goes down, he says this great line: "Puts the cigar in his mouth." Yeah, welcome to Hong Kong. It's like he finally accepted, like, all right, I might be down for this. Because previously, all it was was violence, and why you? Why is my girlfriend's dick in your hand? He seen that his brother uh, <laughs> knew what he was doing. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. What else do we have in here? I got a, I got a few others. Um, I got a few others. Uh, let me pull up this next one. This next one is... So this is after... The whole headbutt thing, right? Initially, so. Look like me? You, of all people, should know I would never in my life wear black silk underwear. Wait, wait, wait. Look at it. Fuck it. Frank. Frankie. What's going on here? Chad, he's your brother. Look at him. For Christ's sake, look at him. Just take a look at him. He's your twin brother. When he's just running down, like, why he, what, like, we're not brothers. It's like, you know, you're fucking boxers and shit like that, and they're trying to explain it. And he's like, he's not a brother of mine. He's just, like, refusing that. It's like, you can just look at him. You look exactly the same. Um, so I think that that's a good one, because it kind of gets across the movie early, early on. Oh, he was jealous of his brother because he seen uh, him he, and his brother, and damn the two of us well, I mean, having an eye for the same woman. Alex didn't have the flavor, though. That's what it was. He was he was hating on Chad's pastels. He came there with his California pastels on, and all Chad is wearing is sweaty black T-shirts and leather boots. And his girl was... I mean, she had titties on Really feeling him. Yeah, she, she literally... Uh, Especially when she reached and grabbed his junk. She's yeah. like, oh! She, he was like, yeah, I got something really big for you. I was like, yo! I was like, clearly clearly, Chad is trying to fuck all of these chicks that he's instructing. Because when he's stretching the one chick out in the beginning, he's like, yeah, can you feel that? And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like, what are we doing you notice, uh, I can do all this because I have big, big legs. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, I do my karate. And then he just goes into a split. And I'm like, oh my. It's like, I hate these chicks. And then immediately, Frank's like, we need you to go outside and slap this dude around. <laughs> need you to teach his karate class. Yeah, you need to show him that. Uh, he slapped the shit out of this dude. <laughs> but that, with his foot, though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm I'm that person here. Because what did he say? He's like, I want, I, want you to see one, I want you to see one of your kicks. He's like, what kicks? He just kicked the shit out of him. Um, one thing that I like, this was, um, I think, at the point where, and it's, a, it's not even a full scene. It's a set piece. So when they first, I think they fuck up. So this is after, I think, I think this is after Chad gets beat up initially by like Bolo and Zhang and all of that shit when they think he's Alex and they offer him a job. And you finally see Bolo just beat the fuck out of him. Um, when they go to the docks and they blow up a bunch of shit at the docks. And um, it was great because they're leaving after uh, Jeffrey Lewis blows a bunch of stuff up and he's doing the sniper stuff. You know, military guy, backwards hack, because he's a Vietnam veteran in the movie. Uh, 
And Chad is like, yeah, man, we did it. And Alex looks at him like, no, you fucked up. And they keep driving. Yeah. yeah. Hey, bro, we did it. Did what? You fucked up. But this was based on a lot of Vietnam mm-hmm. exposure. Yeah. That this is what you were trained to do. Yeah, I mean, he's very, he's he's a fixer. He's brought in, he's their retainer, so he's brought in to keep an eye on him, and it takes into account his background as a veteran or what have you. They established that, and he he's done a little bit of everything, you know, reconnaissance and all of that stuff. Jeffrey Lewis was great. You know, Jeffrey Lewis works as a character in this movie. Uh, the Bolo fight. The one with him in, um, it's kind of a rematch, if you will. Because remember, Bolo beat the shit out of Chad initially. In the beginning. When he was just smacking him off the damn container unit, he just kept bouncing him off the container unit. But in the second time, uh, you know, when he electrocutes Bolo, he tries to throw the damn barrel at him, and he just misses. But then Bolo flexes. I was like, God damn, you big shit. Mm-hmm. And lastly, because of some of my predilections, and, you know, she's great. Kara. Don't touch me! No! Come on, love. This ain't gonna hurt. No! No! Oh, shit! You gotta have these different villains. The, like, large, vaguely lesbian, leathered out with the powerful legs. I was like, yo! Yep. When she, like, grabbed, like, she, she grabbed fucking, um... She grabbed Alice's dick, rubbed his girlfriend up in the damn uh, office. I was like, holy shit. I want to see what you actually working with. But I mean, she was because she remember earlier when she killed the dude, she like like the dude that had the um, the stirrups on the the spurs. Right. That was just kicking the shit out of people like he knocked the chair over and she jumped on with those massive ass thighs and stabbed his ass to death. Mm. I was like, she's great. And I think. That's another thing more for action movies that you need to have henchmen that are really badass. You know they're going to die. You know they're not going to make it. But he's actually the guy with the spurs. She was a bodybuilder, so she's like a legitimate person, too. He is, too. Yeah, he's a martial artist. Because, I mean, you can tell by those kicks. Those are really good kicks. Now, this is this is the last thing I want to talk about. These, these, all of the scenes. You got any scenes you, you wanted to put in there? No, I'm good. You think all of, so all of those, I kind of got, got the main ones? Right. Um... The one thing that wish worked better. Uh, why? Why was it the the two old motherfuckers? You know what I mean? Like y'all the ones that are like I know they got to save y'all for last, but y'all y'all didn't look young twenty five years ago. You see what I'm saying? It's like they're running y'all down, and y'all just weren't any competition. Like, when they're fighting Zhang and the other dude, um, the, the British dude or what have you. Um, what the fuck is his name? So, remember when Zhang pulled out the uh, cane sword? Right. And it's like, yo, you guys are no match for them. Like, don't you think that they've talked? Like, Zhang, they knew you were trying to kill him. So, of course, you're going to die. And you kidnapped our, you kidnapped my woman and his, like, not dad. You niggas is going to die. Uh, that was, what was it? Um, what the hell is his name? 
Nigel Griffith. That's the other dude. Because remember, he gets crushed by the uh, container unit. Right. The, the container got dropped on. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yo. But here's, here's another thing I want to say about those two. Those two are the weak links in the movie, in my opinion. They are fine for villains. But they are weak links in that, why are they around shit all the time? Case in point, remember in the very beginning, when they killed, um, when they killed the, uh, you know, the, the Paul and his wife, right? The Walkers. Yeah, the Wagners. The Wagners. That, when, that was that name. When they killed the Wagners, these niggas are just hanging out, smoking. And the, that's how Frank sees them. He's like, not you, motherfuckers. No, but they, they were the ones that initially put the order out to nope. have them killed. I understand that, but what I'm saying is if you're boss man, you hired the triads or what have you, you send Bolo to do that, you go somewhere else. Why do you need to be there for this? No, because they had to actually see. No, I get it, but trusting your people because this is literally, like, let's say if they weren't there, right? Then <laughs> double impact is done. <laughs> Nobody right. is seeing It's like, I don't know who we're going after. How, who do we to go after? I don't know what we're going to do. Or, now this kind of worked, and I think you're right. So I think Griffith was the main dude. So if, like, I don't know how closely you looked at it, but when they're at the docks, the container units, they have Zeng's initials on it. So I think the docks is his. Because it has, like, Z's on there. So I guess it's Zeng shit, right? But Griffith seemed like he was the major. Because you notice when they went on the island, uh, Zang gets out with the military suit on with the ascot and everything and he's just sending people to go uh, pick up uh, Frank and Danielle Griffith stays on the mainland he's like you handle that he was the money and uh, what's his name yeah. was the, he was the muscle Yeah. so Zang was the muscle that's what it was because even when he had that meeting he was like alright you know when they stabbed that one guy who I still don't know why they had to shake him up in the nightclub like that it was just like look they, I'm funding this Get your niggas in line. Get your people in line. I ain't gonna say this shit again. That was the energy. That was Griffith's energy. So that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I think I think Double Impact is great, and I'm I'm happy to have watched it. I've uh, it's almost a two hour movie. It doesn't feel like it. I mean, you watched the movie years ago, mm-hmm. and to come back and see it again, a lot of points was brought forth that you never seen. Yeah, I think when you, like, the movie's not big on story. It's barely a story in it, but there is, like, little things when you're looking for them. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I think the one thing that one would look for is just instances where you can see the other double. And just this, again, the main testament for it, the main thing I remember from this movie is just how good they were at doing the twin thing because it wasn't one of those sequences. They shot it very well to not make it look like it's a dude with Van Damme and then a Van Damme with a dude. It made it look like suspension of belief that both of them are there at the same time. Right. And they do a really good job at that. It's super effective. And um, they get it right. And the last thing I'll say is, um, yeah, this was this was a great movie. Um, you should watch it again. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming on to the podcast. This is always fun. It was very good. Um I was a little nervous about doing it at first, but after I came here and sit down and got relaxed, uh, this is something that we need to do more of. Yeah, yeah, you'll be you'll be back. Uh, we got other we got other plans for you. Okay. Uh, so 
For my dad, original Rob, I'm, uh, lesser Rob, probably. This is, uh, let's watch it again, and we just did double impact for his 30th anniversary. Um, and until next time, keep watching those movies, folks.